Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. My name is Beth Shank, nurse scientist and healthcare sustainability leader in Missoula, Montana. On the podcast, I interview nurses working at the intersection of health and environment. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Susan Zahner, professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Nursing and associate dean for faculty affairs. Susan has been a committed public health nurse and educator through her career. In the podcast, she shares her perspectives on public health practice, public health nursing education, challenges it faces, including public health delivery in the face of climate change. Susan, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. And um, let's just get started by exploring a bit about your background. Could you let us know, you know, what you're doing, what your role is right now, and then we'll dive into your background a little bit. Great. Um, yes. So I'm uh, with the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Nursing. I'm a professor there, and I've been on the faculty since 2000. I'm also currently in a role called the Associate Dean for Faculty Affairs. So at least half of my time is spent on administrative duties, mostly related to faculty recruitment, retention, performance, support, that kind of thing. What is your area of, of nursing practice and experience other than your faculty work of recent years? I have been uh, interested in public health my entire career. I did spend two years working in the hospital, but got engaged in thinking about what happened to people before they reached the hospital and wanting to be more involved in prevention. So I moved into public health quite early in my career and worked as a public health nurse in Minnesota and decided public health was going to be my continued career. So I did a master's of public health also at the University of Minnesota. And from there, I had the opportunity to go um, overseas and work uh, with refugees in Thailand. And that was a very uh, great experience for me. And I came back and started then working for the Madison Department of Public Health at the time. So it was a local public health department and worked there as a supervisor and then became the director of public health nursing. Spent about 13 years doing a general local public health work. Uh, decided I wasn't quite done with school yet, so I uh, proceeded to do a doctoral program also in public health at the University of California, Berkeley. Um, at that point, I became interested in public health um, partnerships and studying how in public health, we partner with other organizations to try to achieve what needs to be done in public health. Um, so that's where my research uh, program started. Um, I did um, came, come back to Madison and started on the faculty of the University of Wisconsin, um, Madison School of Nursing then in uh, 2000. Interesting. So, so just speak a little bit more about your research on partnerships. Is this the effectiveness of groups working together or what kinds of partners advance mm -hmm. public health? And what, what did you study and what did you measure in those ways? Well, early on uh, with my dissertation work, I was studying um, collaboration between managed care organizations and local public health departments in areas that were of concern to public health. And this was in California. So I looked at um, 20 different counties and how they work together on uh, Medicaid programs. And so that, that was very interesting. Um, studied a new policy that had been put into place by the state of California. 
what I found there was that organizations that had had a history of partnering together, that is local health departments there and um, what was called a, or what was more of a community, you know, uh, federally qualified community health system, the organizations that were more community focused had had a history of working with the health department. And so collaboration was easier for those organizations compared to collaboration between commercial um, managed care organizations and public health. So not surprising that you know prior experience in collaborating together meant that future collaboration was going to go easier. I was also interested in um, inter uh, uh, collaboration between individual public health departments, and that was a study I did in Wisconsin, looking at cross jurisdiction uh, collaboration, um, and so. Those are those are some of the, the kinds of studies I've done looking at um, collaboration between organizations. I also got interested in public health nurses and doing more workforce development for nurses who work in public health. And so I had a um, six-year HRSA project called Linking Education and Practice for Excellence in Public Health Nursing, and we worked with uh, 20 schools of nursing across the state and lots of the local health departments to really improve the way nurses are educated for public health practice. So that was probably my uh, most interesting work I think I've done as a faculty member. Uh, I'm currently I'm currently doing uh, continuing that work a little bit with a project called New to Public Health where we're taking a residency program for new public health nurses that was put into place here in Wisconsin. And we are trying to adapt that residency program for rollout in a more rural area because it was initially developed in an urban area. And then also rolling it out for a broader uh, scope of public health practitioners. So that's my current work. Sounds very valuable. And, and also that your work, uh, particularly with, um, I guess, developing nurses, but really about partnering in general with health departments, mm -hmm. would really impact the way that you would want to develop curriculum or change curriculum over uh, your career. Have you seen significant shifts in the way community health and public health nurses are educated in your, where, where you have been? Um, I have seen, certainly over these 20 years, I have seen a lot of change in public health practice, in local public health practice, and what um, nurses do who work in public health. And that has really been part of, part of what I've been trying to do all along, is shift nursing education um, to more of a population-focused or population-based approach, so that nurses who work in public health um, don't do it because it's a different setting, a community setting where they're going to be working with individuals, um, but rather working with whole communities and systems of care, um, the, the system of, or really the public health system that includes a variety of different kinds of organizations in a given community, and to work with other public health professionals in a team approach to, um, you know, changing policy, changing environmental kinds of uh, programs, and 
changing systems to allow for people to be healthier. Yeah, that sounds great. And and I I think my own experience is it's sometimes quite a shift from nurses who have been taught basically to care for individuals and families yes. to make that shift. And yet that is certainly what is what uh, seems to be needed today, particularly. And also we're called mm-hmm. to do that as nurses in our in our social policy statement that no matter who we're caring for, we're always also concerned about the health of the public. Yes. So it's really an anchor. Think- yeah, it is. And it's also important for nurses to contribute what nurses can contribute to these multidisciplinary teams. You know, the other members of the team haven't had the same kind of training and education and experiences often that nurses have in terms of really understanding the health of a person and the health of a person within a family and within a community. And so it's very important, I think, for teams to have that um, perspective of a healthcare care provider who also has been educated to look at a broader community and system. Mm-hmm. So I think nurses are really important to public health. And, you know, it's, um, it's concerning that we've had a decrease in the number of public health positions in general, but also it's concerning that there's a decreasing number of nurses who are working in public health. Would you say that nurses are the primarily primary clinicians in public health? I mean, I'm sure there are medical directors of programs. There are probably nutritionists. There are probably some dentists and pharmacists. But n- that nursing seems to be sort of a, a backbone role. Is that true? I, I would say that's true, yes. Mm-hmm. It certainly has been. And I think it's pretty still pretty much the case in most places. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm curious a little bit because your master's and your doctorate are in public health mm-hmm. uh, compared to nursing. Do you, and I know you didn't go through your graduate work in nursing, so it might be hard to contrast, but I'm wanting to contrast the two in terms of, um, uh, I, I guess, in terms of this area of, of not only train, uh, education for nurses who are going to practice in community health, but an orientation toward population health and community health. And I come at it more from the environmental health side, which we can get into. But I just wondered if you, since you're in a school of nursing and you're certainly a nurse, you're, you're engaged with nurse, educating nurses, how do you think about that, differences in that educational background? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I was very fortunate to be uh, with my master's program. It was a master's of public health. It was in the School of Public Health, but it was a public health nursing program within that School of Public Health. And so I, I found that to be a really wonderful place to learn public health. You could do it in the context of other nurses who were looking at the role of nurses in public health, um, but still have the broad array of um, access to courses and, and faculty who were working in different aspects of public health. Um, so I found that to be very positive. It's very, I mean, it's concerning that there aren't, I mean, those kinds of programs don't really exist anymore. And that's one of my, my biggest concerns is who, you know, where do nurses who work in public health or who want to work in public health at a, you know, a higher level perhaps, or a more system level, where do they get their education and they certainly can get their education, as I did, in a school of public health, and, and it was a very interdisciplinary. I was the only nurse in my mm. cohort, and you know that was a very vibrant 
place for me to learn. But it's also, but I had, you know, the prior degree in public health nursing. So I had the, the basis for uh, the nursing profession and what nurses can do in public health and how nurses apply the basic, the basics of their learning around nursing and how they apply that in the public health context. Um, so when I compare, you know, my, my doctoral work, which was in public health compared to the nursing doctoral work, I'm now, you know, advising students in the PhD program. I think it was more, I think our, our, I would not say that the nursing discipline, the PhD, is more narrow. In fact, it can be very broad. It's really more a matter of the kinds of questions that people are asking, um, and even more so than the types of methods that they're using. Because I use, you know, I use similar methods to the students in a PhD program in nursing, but the types of questions people are asking um, may be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it's a great blend, and and I I, mm-hmm. I have other friends and colleagues who have their doctorate in public health, and I just think yeah, it fits it fits perfectly, especially with um, the work in environmental health. So so let's let's venture down that path a little bit. Um, what what has your experience or interest been in environmental health? And I know that you can't tease apart the environment environmental impacts on health because they're so broad. But what are your thoughts about that, and especially, I guess, in the uh, recent years with your leadership on the environmental health and environmental and public health expert panel for the academy? What what are your thoughts, or what comes to mind about environment and health these days? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right. I mean, environment has been part of my sort of framework for public health uh, my whole career. Um, certainly, one of the one of the main determinants of whether someone is healthy is the the impact of the of their environment um, and all through my public health practice of course the local health departments you know have people who are expert and spend most of their time working in environmental health related areas that can be food inspection and water inspection septic system inspection and so on air air quality water quality so I've always, you know, I've just kind of grown up with, if you will, that environmental health and public health are part of the same thing. And it's all about prevention and creating conditions in which people can be healthy. More recently, though, um, with my work in the academy, it's it's sort of pivoted a little bit. I mean, I think I think we're still very concerned about those environmental determinants meaning, you know, air quality, water quality, uh, toxins, the um, lead exposures in the municipal water supplies, all of those kinds of things are very important. Noise is another component. Um, But really, most recently, we've been looking more at climate change as being um, a major uh, and critical and urgent environmental um, concern that needs to be addressed. So I, I really... I think I started getting um, as I as I stepped up to take a leadership role within the environment and public health expert panel. It became clear that there were there were many colleagues in that group who had very strong expertise in environmental health, also strong colleagues with expertise more in public health systems generally, and that 
we have this new challenge that is facing us all and in in terms of climate change and what we need to do to you know reduce our risk to make things better to mitigate problems when they do exist so in some ways i feel like i'm i'm uh, again a new learner uh, an adult learner <laughs> again uh, for like the third or fourth time in my career <laughs> to really look at um, climate change and what that means for nurses, what that means for public health, and then, of course, what that means for me as an individual citizen along with everybody else. Yes, isn't it? It's an astonishing situation we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And and I am interested in um, your thoughts so far, anyway, about um, how how climate change shifts, or maybe it is just more intense in terms of the work that is already happening in public health departments. I, I think of it sometimes about the extreme events that we experience. Those are disruptive no matter when they happen or where they happen over time, from severe storms and floods to wildfires in the West. And that certainly would um, pressure public health departments and, and, of course, nursing as well. But, I'm, but the some of the other... St- changes that we're seeing in health outcomes that are slower, more incremental, more gradual changes, and yet they're happening pretty fast. How do you see public health as a both a, a scholarly endeavor and as a practice responding to that? Well, that's a really good, good question. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure I can really answer it. I know that um, I'm sure it's variable. Um, I was just at a, at a public health function last week, and the emphasis there was not on climate change. It was on ongoing issues around health equity and disparities and um, infant mortality disparities, black-white disparities and infant mortality. And so, you know, it just kind of strikes me that public health, as it always has, has such a broad, um, a broad mission you know, not only do we need to continue to work on these these health disparities that are often due to, you know, racism or other kinds of things, um, but we also have to look at how do you protect a whole community from climate change. Um, it's a it's a really broad mission. Some of the same, you know, the same skill set, the same methods, approaches towards prevention can work across a whole variety of different kinds of issues. But it's it's partly a matter of what's of funding of and and also priorities. Because health departments can't do it all. And so what's the priority? Um, you know, a few years ago when emergency preparedness really came full circle and became funded and you know health departments were really spent a lot of time and effort and were funded to do so to bring bring themselves up to speed on being able to respond in an emergency situation so i think i think health departments in general are much better prepared today to deal with um, emergency situations that are due to climate changes as well than they were say 20 years ago but I think health departments still have this broad mission and and struggle, honestly, to uh, prioritize and to do all that needs to be done. And and of course, health departments can't do it alone, which comes back to partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So when you say that, um, you know, this general idea of protecting a community, which I think is a nice way to think about public health, and then we think about protecting a community from climate change, it varies, of course, by location. Mm -hmm. And we know that there are regional differences that we expect. But you said something like the something like the it it will take or we can use similar uh, strategies and resources that you have used for many decades in public health. And I would imagine some of those to be about education and and finding the vulnerable individuals and uh, helping build resilience in the community. Tell me more about what you mean by those. uh, What are the skills and resources and strategies that you Mm -hmm. think translate well to dealing with this sort of slower, slower climate change as opposed to the disaster type climate change? Two things come to mind, I guess. Um, One is I go back to an old public health nursing framework that I learned in my graduate school, which was Marla Salmon's framework, that talked about um, environment enforcement and engineering in order to protect, prevent, and uh, promote health. So, So the kind of main interventions that we do are, they're either around education, as you mentioned, or they're around enforcement, meaning changing laws and enforcing laws to protect people. So that can be an environmental environmental laws. It can be um, laws around where uh, building is allowed to happen in a more uh, climate uh, vulnerable area. And then um, engineering is the other one, which is the kind of classic example of that is seatbelts, right? You know, you you um, engineer into products or services that, uh, a, a way of protecting people. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing I think of is um, policy system and environmental changes in communities are really the way to, to force more upstream um, interventions to prevent the downstream problems. And that, that concept... Um, and again, changing policy, changing the way systems work together, and um, doing addressing the environmental problems. Doing those things will help prevent those longer-term problems. And that's true whether you're talking about something that's due to climate change, or whether you're talking about emissions that are triggering asthma, or you're talking about. Um, um, institutional racism that's causing inequitable care, which is leading to disparities in something like infertility or any other kind of um, health problem that you can come up with practically. It does strike me that we all need to know a lot more about this than most of us do. You know, as as usual, I think as a society, we depend on a few experts to take care of things. But this is broader than that. And, and um, we all have to work together to have a collective impact on this issue, I think, because it's multifaceted. And the solutions are going to be multifaceted, mm-hmm. too. So in some ways, I just feel like a, I feel like, a, I get an adult learner that I need to sit up and take notice and figure, help work with others to help figure this out. Um, And I think I'm probably where a lot of nursing faculty are right now. 
you know, we've been, we kind of work so hard all the time. We're just running, 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 keeping up with what needs to be done to now say, oh, wait a minute, there's this huge issue that really is, we've got to figure this out, you know. Um, so, you know, so I look to people like you and people like other experts in the expert panel. And I think in general, nurses are looking or trying to lead in this area and really have a good sense or a growing sense. Some people are, you know, really understand this and are very concerned. Others are just coming along now to realize that this is a big problem that we have to work together to address. So I feel like in some ways I'm trying to trying to get this on the agenda of my school and of um, my profession to you know, join with others to, to make a difference in this area. Yeah, it's kind of it's I, I have that the sense I don't know if this is what you're saying exactly, but I have the sense that we're all so busy doing the things that we need to do, and those are legitimate and necessary. And in the meantime, this inexorable pace yes. of climate change is just moving fast. Mm-hmm. And, and I also really agree that it's it take it it will take <clears throat> many solutions from all quarters, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, I also have a lot of faith in our public health um, legacy and habits and structures. And yet I know also that our public health departments are working with all those those things you mentioned, soil and water mm-hmm. health, sewer systems, et cetera. Though I am seeing more, I think, maybe maybe where I am in the West, where we're really facing wildfires a lot, I see, a, I see more uh, visible public health department activity with, with wildfire smoke and health. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's... That's it's, great. It's great. It's full of challenge. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. ask you another question about... Um, just thinking about uh, mitigation versus adaptation, basically. Those two are also intertwined and, and whatnot. And I have the sense, you know, in nursing, we, we mostly treat problems. This is in acute care nursing and in advanced practice nursing. We treat problems that exist. That's when people come to us. Mm-hmm. And public health is more treating problems before they happen. They're trying to prevent mm-hmm. problems. And, you know, it's not that black and white. But mm-hmm. anyway... Um, Neither one, in a certain sense, is working hard on the mitigation side in terms of greenhouse gases. Is this yet a conversation in public health of what should public health departments do about their own mitigation? How should they weigh into city and county and state planning for driving down greenhouse gases? So for really trying to you know, solve the, the problem of, of the warming in the first place. But I, I do think it's something that's been a concern for a while. In my own community, you know, we continue to make electricity using coal. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly something that's on the radar of the public health department, along with other activist organizations and, you know, other uh, political and educational people in town trying to make make. Uh, make sure that we continue to try to move towards cleaner sources of energy. Um, so, so I think the health departments probably see themselves as partners in that effort, um, along with a lot of other 
you know, a, a lot of other um, organizations and individuals in, in the public health system. Yeah, that's great. And and I bet it, I would think it would be a um, not a tremendously large step with your students, for instance, to say, this is another way of getting upstream of this problem. I, I work right. on that from the acute care side, and sometimes it feels like a big step. People say, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, what does that have to do with what what mm-hmm. is in front of me today? But, right. you know, I think that's something that all of us, not just nursing, but our, all, all, all humans, ideally, will uh, need to shift more toward. Mm-hmm. And there we have a lot of students, a lot of nursing students who are and more. I mean, it's just kind of a resurgence. And I think it's it may be related to the climate change. But we have a, a lot of students who are expressing a lot of interest in public health and prevention mm-hmm. and um, more so than, you know, 10 years ago, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool and mm-hmm. hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting, Susan. I really appreciate you taking the time. We've already taken a half hour, but but let's just think a little bit more about. Uh, sometimes I ask people, um, "What is their biggest concern, or or what is something um, you know that you are turning your eye toward, or would um, think needs more focus?" I guess, and and this is could be in nursing, or it could be environmental health broadly, or public health broadly. Is there anything mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned yet, anyway? Well, I'm. I guess one th- one thing that comes to mind is, you know, as a nursing profession, really, what are we going to be teaching our next generation of nurses about this? Mm-hmm. Um, where in our curriculum, which is already so packed, does it need to be? And then, are there um, are there new? Um, I mean, should we be having more graduate education in nursing that is tied to the environment or or to climate change? I'm thinking of the doctor of nursing practice programs, which are great. They're producing a lot of really good nurse practitioners and clinical nurse specialists and so on. But are they producing nurses who can lead um, efforts in uh, climate change uh, mitigation and adaptation or or addressing other environmental health determinants of health. And I don't think we're doing a very good job of preparing sort of the next generation of teachers in nursing and leaders in nursing um, with, with expertise in those areas. So that's of concern. And my school is um, starting to, or we are developing and we hope to have it on the ground um, next year, a program for uh, a doctor of nursing practice in population health. Mm. Um, so we'll see. We're still, you know, going through all those approval processes that one gets engaged with in an academic organization. Mm-hmm. And you would think that would have a, um, a fair focus on environment? I think it could have. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the way we're building it, it's flexible enough so that students can build, you know, build their own interests in there as well. It's a, it's not a clinical DNP, so it would be, um, it doesn't have to address all of the clinical aspects mm-hmm. of um, advanced practice nurse training. But we're we're trying to um, build something that's a little bit uh, that will allow students to infuse their own interests and in, in that program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really good. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a great, great point you make about um, that we're we're really not preparing our future well. I I hearken back to my colleague, Dr. Phyllis Eide, who just did a quick review of of universities, schools of nursing in the Northwest, mm-hmm. and found that 18 percent currently were including content on uh, climate change and and or environmental stewardship in healthcare. So getting after that mitigation piece. So that's that's um, at all levels. Um, yeah, but, 18%. Yeah. That's very low. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. And uh, I know also from our work on CHANT, the Climate Health and Nursing Tool, what we're hearing mm-hmm. back is, you know, people have not learned this in school. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of those nurses are nurses who are, you know, in the, their middle, mid-career nurses. Sure. And so, yeah, 20 years ago, I can see that. But, um, yeah, that's... Um, it's a big challenge. And I, I hear you about curriculum mm-hmm. being full and so many other changes happening in, in technology and mm-hmm. in advancements in science uh, and in therapeutics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have our hands full, don't we? Yes. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that hasn't been the case. <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. <laughs> but I'm very, I'm very proud of, um, uh, a colleague who's coming up is in the PhD program now who's very interested in planetary health and in um, environmental justice and I think she's only going to be on the you know front wave of uh, of other students that we will get who are interested in pursuing this and I hope schools of nursing across the country are will be willing to um, help support those those nurses who really want to move um, forward the, the combined nursing and environmental work that it's really been a hallmark of public health nursing for since Lillian Wald and Florence Nightingale. I mean, so I hope that, that nursing faculty can help support our <clears throat> nurses coming up who really do want to focus in this area because it's going to be a very important area um, that we need expertise in and need to be addressing along with other professional colleagues. Here, here. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And is there anything else you'd like to say or add? No, other than I think it's marvelous that you're doing this. I hope you have uh, listeners who enjoy the interviews that you do. And it's, it's really putting environmental health and nursing on the map. And I appreciate that. Thank you again to Dr. Susan Zahner for this conversation, from which I learned a lot. Her leadership in public health nursing has left a mark, and I look forward to learning more from her in the coming years about her thoughts will lead to changes in nursing education, given our significant environmental health challenges. Thank you again to Susan, and thank you all for listening to this educational conversation. This and other episodes of the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast can be found at envirn.org. If you have the chance, please leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you next time.